What is happening, everyone? What's going on? So welcome to episode four of Not A Podcast. In this episode, I sit down with my friend Justice Cooper, and he is a really rad photographer, videographer, adventurer, um, just overall just a really inspiring, cool dude, Um, and he's a really good friend of mine. Uh, We sat down and we talked about travel, content creation, and just pursuing your passions in life. Um, So I thought we had a really good talk, um, and I hope you guys enjoy. Sweet. What is happening, all zero of you? I'm going to give it a sec till everyone can join. What's up, Justice? So cool. So today we're doing another episode of Not a Podcast, and my friend Justice um, is going to hop on. Looks like Justice just got here. What up? To be in here in a sec. Yo! What's up, Justice? What's up, man? How you doing? Good, how are you? I'm good, man. Happy to see you. Happy yeah, to be going live you with up. you right now. Thanks for hopping on. Oh, of course, man. Better than working. I heard, I heard you're an Instagram live virgin. This is your I first am, time. actually. I just realized <laughs> I, I've never gone live on my own account before. I've done it with, like, high in life on the brands, but never on my own page. So you're popping my cherry, baby. <laughs> Sweet. Well, thank you to all the people who are tuned in right now. We're going to just spend the next hour or however long it takes to just talk about random stuff, photography, videography, life, all of that. Um, so, yeah. Down, baby. Cool, dude. Let's go. Where are you right now? I am at home in my apartment that is way too hot right now uh, in Vancouver, BC. Yeah, same. <laughs> I'm in, How's uh, that? You're in LA, right? right? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm in my friend's studio in his garage. <laughs> yeah, so the AC I just got, I just got a new plant, by the way. Everybody like my plant. That's a dope plant. <laughs> uh, well, cool. So I guess to start off, um, do you want to just give us some of your backstory, uh, where you grew up? I, you have a super unique – you grew up in a really unique place. Yeah, uh, sure. So you could get into, like, a little bit of your backstory, um, just where yeah, you grew definitely. up. How you got into this? Um, also, I noticed a lot of people saying hi down there. So hello to everybody that's saying what's up. Thank you for joining uh, on our lives today. It's dope to see you all in there. Um, I grew up in British Columbia in Canada uh, on a very small island that only had like a 1,000 people on it. It's called Galliano Island. So definitely like a very small, awesome kind of like nature-bound uh, like island that just you know small island vibes didn't have tv growing up was totally an outdoorsy kid um went to school there and eventually moved to the mainland just my dad was working um uh just on on vancouver so he didn't have to catch the ferry all the time and then i kind of got taken by like we didn't even have mcdonald's or anything right so we didn't have any brand name stuff then finally got tv and i felt like it was this huge culture shock of um, things when I hit high school because I just got from this small island life into like this mainland kind of close to Vancouver lifestyle. Um, one thing my parents always did for me though and my brothers, we always went traveling like every year, like Mexico, Cuba, Thailand, Bali, not like resort places. We went really like off the grid and did some dope stuff. So I think that's where a lot of my travel kind of genes come from. And yeah, I kind of tribute that to my parents a lot. Anyway, um, I ended up joining um kind of like paramilitary the coast guard for four years in nova scotia which is all the way on the east coast of um of canada 
Around the same time, though, I started, I met the guys that did High on Life, Parker, right, Karen Lexi, and I started working with Parker in a restaurant. So around the same time I was going to school, I started building a really close friendship with those guys. And um, we just made, we built, we built something super strong before I went for school. And while they were kind of growing the brand High on Life, I just kind of would come back and participate in some of the videos. If they went on any kind of trips I could join with, I, I would go along with them. And eventually I got out of school and started traveling by myself. Um, and then down the road, the guys need an extra member to travel with, um, to go with them. So I kind of said, yeah, I'll come to Nicaragua with you guys, which is in 2015. Um, yeah, and then since then, I've kind of just been on the High Life squad. It really started part-time, but I started picking up the camera. I started trying to be in front of the camera, which I was really uh, nervous at first to start doing. Um, and eventually, I started taking time off work. Just, I actually have never told anyone this before, but I, uh, I faked an injury once to... Uh, to go on a cruise ship um, with the guys for like two weeks, and I just, it was it was ridiculous. Anyway, um, eventually, two three years ago, I decided to take the Coast Guard job, take full like go away from it completely, take some time off, and I haven't gone back to work since because I've been full time high in life, along with side all the other kind of uh, little businesses that we're running as well. So that is the quick update uh, up until now, pretty much. What injury did you fake? Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. I think it was my left wrist, I think. Because, like, I was working in the engine room, and, like, I tried to think of something that I would do traveling um, that I couldn't work with. So I sprained my wrist mountain biking in. I was in Peru at the time, so I, like, I don't know. I just improved this my, my, my mountain biking places out there that I just told. And I went and got a doctor's note, and it all kind of just worked out. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So did your coworkers ask why you were posting photos from a cruise ship a couple of weeks later? Or did you so, just keep it all? <laughs> uh, we keep it really hush hush. I didn't, I don't think I was really posting much on Instagram back in that day. And then Facebook, I just yeah. didn't post at all. So I kept it pretty silent. Also, a lot of the people that I worked with on the Coast Guard, I didn't really like, I don't know, we weren't on social media together. I didn't really connect with them too hard. They didn't really get while I was traveling the world and we didn't really talk different lifestyles so it wasn't hard to separate both when i was doing high and lifestyle i keep it quiet right <laughs> that's so funny yeah you've never told me that you said you've never told anyone that yeah nope yeah there better not be anyone from the coast guard in this don't tell anyone <laughs> everyone's watching <laughs> yeah of course so you said about Two, three years ago is when you really went kind of full time with High in Life and quit. Did you quit your job or you must have started doing kind of part time stuff? Well, I um, started with I took, took a bunch of vacation, then I took leave without pay for a year because that was something I was allowed to do. So I said, let me try um, working with the guys full time. Now, um, Alexi, around the same time that I started, offered me a position to start growing Instagram accounts. Um, and growing these brands that you learn how to do. And I was like, you know what? If this is my, you know, full-time foothold into the business, uh, I wanted to give it a shot. So I started doing that and eventually became an expert on growing Instagram accounts, as well as whenever we had trips planning for, for High Life, Bali, whatever, I would, I would do that. And the best thing about Instagram is you can actually work from anywhere in the world as long as you have Wi-Fi. So that was kind of how I joined the crew full time and how I got paid and I could sustain myself. But like that came all the fun trips and all, of, you know, all the trips that we did together as well. Right. Yeah. So, so growing Instagram accounts, that's like, 
a, I think a side of the business that most people don't know with high on life and the company that you like is the so for those of you that don't know um high on life I, I think it's you call it under high on life where you you have the network where you grow instagram accounts and you have feature pages and stuff or is that a separate thing that you do we we keep it as a separate entity um it's called rich influence media house um you can check out our website at richinfluence.com um, we, we call it, it's like the umbrella company that houses high in life, but as well as all the other kind of brands that we have, but we did use high in life to, um, make some Instagram related videos that actually kind of blew up. One of them's at like 4 million views. I think about growing, we actually grew an account to a hundred thousand followers in 48 hours without spending any money. Uh, and that was me and Kenzo who grew those accounts and one other guy, Leo as well. And so over a weekend, we, we grew this account from zero to a thousand, uh, 100k followers which is actually incredible um and that sparked a lot of like people wondering like how we did this and we made some more videos and then we launched a course called ig millions um which is still running essentially just how to grow your account how to monetize how to do branding how to network all these things that are in the course so it was really actually alexi that started it all taught me and the rest of the guys and then we just took it upon ourselves to learn more and as instagram kind of developed and uh got a little crazier and bigger we just picked up on on how things worked and, and kept it going. Right. Hey, you guys were like one of the first people that I think did that. I see like a, a decent amount of people that are doing that now. Like they have a, an account with like a bunch of followers and they spam all their other ones. And then like, sometimes I even see accounts that are exactly the same. They're just two separate accounts. They just post the same exact photo caption on, on one account. Uh, but that's something that's, I mean, that's a huge topic in the space is growing on Instagram, growing followers, growing an audience. Yeah. Um, so you guys really took advantage of that before it was really like a business, a separate 100%. business. Yeah, I mean, we can't take credit for starting it. I mean, Alexi actually learned from somebody who we're quite close with who lives in L.A. Um, that kind of introduced us into the community of people that were already doing it. And we learned the tactics. I actually started with the Vine and then moved it over to Instagram because the tactics were just like it worked on any platform. And it was really about... Um, just cross-promoting and, and using a community of like-minded individuals to grow your brand and share followers. So it's not so much with the spamming, and it did work a lot easier back in the day. Like Instagram's cracked down a lot of the way that we've grown accounts, but we've able to secure like a 20-plus million follower network. Like we have fitness brands, travel brands, um, sports action, even like model pages like just we wanted to touch on every single niche right the only thing we don't have is a food page but i'm working on that because you know how much i like my food <laughs> you know if i yeah. turn my phone sideways look better or what how does that work no um, never mind you I got your full screen for some reason. yeah Fuck, I, don't use, I don't even know how to use instagram and i'm, a, I'm an expert <laughs> <laughs> i thought you did this for a job come on no man we don't go live you don't do that don't show my face <laughs> yeah well, so so that was another thing I wanted to talk to you about. So you are super into food and cooking and that entire world. And it sounds like you're starting to film videos, right? I, yes. I think I saw you a couple months ago filming a video, like one of those top-down food videos. Shit, yeah. It was like two two weeks ago, three weeks ago now. It's kind of okay. embarrassing that I haven't done anything with it yet. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm really trying to... I don't know, over the last year, I'm just kind of trying to figure out what I really love, what's my purpose of being here on this earth, and what do I have to offer the world, and 
I love cooking. I love food. I love travel. I'm trying to combine that all into one and just maybe create my own, not maybe, but create my own brand and start actually filming videos and teaching people, sharing my passions, having some fun with it, you know, being a little bit offensive at the same time, but then also taking that on the road. And if I can just like pass that on to people, like to get people in the kitchen that no, normally want to cook, make that accessible to them because I've learned so much over the years about just being passionate about it. Like I'm not, a, I'm, not, I'm not a professional chef. I just do this all the time. I cook all my meals pretty much. Um, but if I can teach people to cook and make people laugh and also show people some incredible dishes that I love that I've learned how to cook from Thailand or, you know, anywhere in the world, then, you know, if I can make a brand out of that in business, I'd be stoked. And it's all about positivity and eating good food. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, as you know very well, it's like once you find that one thing that you're you're really passionate about and you want to share with the world, like whatever it is, whether it's photography or, or cooking, and you just start spending a ton of time doing it and sharing it and getting it out to the world, you can make a career out of anything. You can make a living totally. doing anything you want. With social media, it's crazy. Um, yeah. yeah. Like, like with your network of accounts and stuff, you, you have like pretty much all the bases covered. Um, as far as you have fitness accounts, travel accounts, um, you're hopefully starting a cooking account that I'm definitely going to follow. <laughs> yeah, no, it's actually going to be, I think it's going to be called culinary justice. Cause I just came up yeah. in my head one day and I think I've stuck with that. So I've secured all the handles, but I, I don't know yet. Probably going to be that. I'm just trying to figure out how it's going to look yet before I really decide on a name and how I want to do it. But, um, I recently decided that it's going to be on YouTube as well, not just Instagram. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So are you going to do it? Um, would you do it like uh, like Betty Crocker format where you're sitting like cooking stuff or would you do like top down videos? No. So I or would you have like a kitchen, a big kitchen set up with all your fancy That's pots and pans? So <laughs> the video I shot like three weeks ago, that was all top down, like a tasty video. And I thought it was cool because it, like, it, it teaches you how to caption it, but it doesn't have any of me in it has my hands doing dumb shit, but like, it doesn't have me in it. So I was like, I kind of looked up some, um, some pages that I think do uh, cooking shows really well. And I kind of just wrote down like how I want to film it, which angles and which shots, how many cameras. And I realized probably need one other person to help me. So Josh, who actually is my roommate and the editor for High in Life, uh, amazing dude is, has said he'd give me a, a hand with the project as long as I feed him. So we are going to, I've decided that I want top down shots, obviously direct the camera shots so I can just banter on the whole time I'm making whatever happens. And then Josh is going to have like these close in shots so you can see everything. It's not going to be overly technical, but like, I just want to have it so you can like top down shots is so cool. And then you can see everything that's happening like in great detail. Yeah. I, I love those videos. They're like hypnotizing. Whenever I yeah. see them on Instagram, I like, I'm on my explore page and there's one cooking video. And then like 30 minutes later, I've seen like so many different recipes and I'm like wanting to cook all this food. And uh, yeah, they're just like visually look really cool. I know they're, they're mesmerizing, man. And I think food is like the number one, like thing to watch on YouTube and Instagram because everybody eats food porn is the best. It's like DIY videos are so good. So I'm going to try and tap into that because I love it. Um, yeah, so we'll see what happens right. with that. My biggest, um, my biggest barrier right now has really been myself. I haven't started. Um, I don't know why. I made that video and I started editing it, and then I just work gets in the way, and friends, and it's summertime here, so I'm really just trying to buckle down and like really focus on it. So I did some mind mapping today and writing it down, 
Um, also, I met. I was with. Uh, I was with Christian LeBlanc yesterday, or two days ago, or something. We had coffee, and I was talking about the food thing. And he's just like, when I I had him on the podcast, on the High Life podcast, like maybe three, four months ago. And I I guess I mentioned to him then. So he asked me about it. I'm like, oh, I haven't started yet, but I'm thinking about it. And he's just like, what the fuck's wrong with you, man? Like, get it done. Don't talk to me until you start doing your food channel. So I'm like, you're right. I don't know why I've taken so long to do it. I keep on talking about it. So that's why I'm like stoked to even say it to you and anyone that's watching because I want to like be held accountable and then also like work on it every single day. I think that's important if you really want to build a brand or start something like this. Yeah. And honestly, the hardest thing, like, is just that first step. Like, you don't have to go out with these crazy goals. Like, I'm going to make this many videos, this many videos, this many videos. Just start with one. Yeah. And once you get that one, it'll lead to more and lead to more and just kind of snowball. Yeah. Um, yeah. 100%. Yeah. One of my biggest issues. It's, it's tough. Yeah. Go ahead. It's just, I, uh, I'm a huge perfectionist, like, attention to the detail orientated. So I see all these great videos out there. And I haven't even filmed anything yet or edited it. I'm like, I want them to look exactly like that. So um, one of the guys I work with always says perfection is the enemy of, like, progress. And I think I really struggle with that because I just don't produce anything. I haven't even posted on my own Instagram account in, like, over a month just because sometimes I'm just like, oh, I want that perfect post up. And, um, yeah, it doesn't happen for me. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard with social media as well because you just, like – Sometimes getting these routes where you feel like you're you've created a certain image for yourself, and yeah. even if you like something but it goes against that image, you're like, oh, maybe I won't post it. Like, for you to post a, a food video or something on your personal Instagram would probably be super weird at first. <laughs> I don't um, think so, though. I mean, I thought no? about it. I was definitely going to create. Um, I'm going to create a separate page, of course. But like, man, my whole yeah. lifestyle brand justice whatever it is is whatever i want it to be so like if i want to put cooking on it there's gonna be cooking on it if i want to be traveling it's gonna be traveling on it. i'm actually starting doing portrait photography i gotta probably the next post i'm gonna throw up is um uh some portraits i did with some uh of a friend uh who modeled for me and they're fucking great sorry for the language but they're awesome and i'm proud of them and i'm like it doesn't always have to be about me so one thing i've been trying to do is um go less about me and but more about what i create so whether that's right. food capturing other people or like even moments in my life that's what i'm excited about i don't like to get pictures of me that's not me creating it that's maybe me editing it or me posing i'm garbage at posing awkward as hell in front of, in front of a camera i don't know why i can't do it but like i am better behind the camera i'm better at creating and i can share a message or a feeling or a recipe then that's what i'm more excited about yeah yeah right that's why I, I i think personally for myself i'm also doing that a little bit more as well just not really worrying about like my entire account up until just like six months ago was just landscape photography yeah like in the last six months i've probably posted three photos that i've actually been in and that's been like the most for the entire history of yeah. the account um so yeah it's i mean your instagram is whatever you want it to be um, yeah which is cool totally and i've taken a bit of a break because um I've been busy with work, but I just haven't felt that creative recently. But I'm definitely having an upward, um, upward, I don't know, surge of creative energy right now. So I've got a bunch of stuff I'm sitting on. I want to post it, um, and I've been working hard on it. So I'm, I'm excited to turn that around. I actually want to do more shoots with friends and stuff like that. Definitely popping off here in summertime in Vancouver. So more hiking stuff. But like the third thing I'm, is the biggest thing I'm proud of. And like a lot of my 
people that watch my stories are not uh, are accustomed to like me always just sharing some weird concoction that I'm making. And like I used to just post stories about food all the time. So I don't think it'll be that strange if I start doing food related yeah. stuff on my own page. Yeah. So where do you think the best food in the world is? Oh. I mean, it's subjective, right? Whatever you like. Yeah. I, I was Personally watching that for Netflix you. special. Uh, the, the street food. Uh, I don't know if you watched it. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, I think so. For me, right now, yeah. it's Thailand still. Thailand is just oh, the best food ever, man. I love it there. It's just the so Thai food is a lot of the stuff I cook at home. Like if I'm gonna make um, it's a really authentic like international food, I go to Thai because like man, you're this mortar and pestle. You're pounding these great chilies together and okay someone just said vietnam and i get I, to be honest i eat like pho like every single freaking day so and i'm actually planning on going to vietnam uh in september so that's going to be part of the whole food experience and um that's one thing but like for me it's been thailand so far i love indian food i really like curries i like steak like man i just love food everything yeah dude thailand is so good and it's just so cheap it's like like for a huge thing of pad thai it's like sometimes like 50 cents or a dollar oh yeah and then you have thai pancakes and uh yeah it, it's it's so good it's, it's amazing i don't i don't it's just like the my palate is just so about that kind of food the textures even i'm a big texture guy and like acidity and like mixing sweet with everything it just seems a nail on the head and i love so anyone that's from thailand i love you for creating amazing food <laughs> <laughs> yeah Someone commented, I see, uh, someone commented Bali, which I definitely agree with. Um, Yo, I made, I made me goreng like two nights ago with Josh. So like, I'm still doing, yeah, yeah, for sure. We made some noodles. It was really good, actually. Um, I miss, I miss Bali, Bali's food a lot. Uh, and I don't, I didn't travel a lot of Indonesia, so I don't know all the rest of the stuff out there. We actually really stayed in Bali for the two months, but like, I miss the food a lot. They're just healthy too, really. Like even the, um. The, the morning, what is this, like the bowls, what are they called? Fruit bowls. bowls. Yeah, those things are amazing. And yeah, the food's so good. And the uh, gado gado and um, the babi guling. It was like pig stuff. That was crazy too. I yeah. love eating it too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also the, um, all the fruit, like smoothies. Everywhere you go, there's smoothies. And Smoothie it's just bowls, like dragon yeah. fruits and mangoes and all that tropical fruit. Oh, I love it. It's not yeah. like in Bali, it's not necessarily just Balinese food. It's like restaurants from all over the world. There's Italian, mm -hmm. there's, um, yeah, there's American, there's burgers, there's cafes, there's Chinese, there's like everything. Um, well, yeah, specifically you, you, like Chengu area. Chengu. Yeah. Area. Well, that's because it's been so, for lack of a better term, I guess like whitewash. Like, you know, it's just so popular. So they bring all this kind of food. But yeah. when I go to a country, and like me and Parker, especially the ones that go to like the cheapest, place where it's only you know Balinese people eating and we go and just eat what they're eating we have the cafeteria food we really try like to test ourselves and like man sometimes it's the best experiences and they don't expect any kind of gringos to be going there and that's when you strike up an amazing conversation you meet someone cool um, and you have a new experience um, we actually had a friend named Cal who lives there and showed us around and took us to this really amazing like restaurant i don't know where it was it was in the hills somewhere and it was like one of the best meals we had way better than any of the kind of like western stuff that we were trying out there uh, yeah, yeah I, I find that too like just like the super 
sketchy looking, like just packed, crowded local places always have the best food because yeah. I, obviously the locals know what's best. Go where the locals go, man. Yeah. <laughs> and just and, point at whatever they're eating and say, yeah. And you'll get by. We always try and learn a bit of the language so we can get by in a cafeteria or like in a bar or anything like that. But uh, they really appreciate that. That's that's the fun part of traveling. Yeah, I'm I'm not very good at that. I just forget so easily. Like, hello, thank you. I remember those two. But then, like, I try to remember more words in all the places, but it's so hard. Practice, baby. And um, I also like, I sometimes use like, what is it? Uh, that owl app, Duolingo, um, kind of helps when you're on the plane, but always, and this is like Parker's tip, anyone, I use it as well, it's just like, write down the key phrases that you want, put them in your cell phone, practice them on the plane over and over again, test your friends, whoever you're with, and, you know, it's just for lack of trying, just just practice it multiple times and you'll have it in your mind. And the, the, the reaction, even if you mess it up, the reaction from the locals is usually just smiles and laughter and they'll, you know, they'll go all the way to help you. In any country, yeah. Really. yeah, yeah, dude. People love uh, when you at least try their language, even if you butcher it totally. Like, <laughs> they like you trying it. They oh, think yeah. it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's me, man. That, that's me. Yeah. Uh, well, you guys, you guys did a um, uh, trying Indonesian food episode on High in Life, right? Yeah. I think that was the night that I ended up leaving. Um, oh, it was. Yeah. No, that was. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get to try any of it. Um, but it was pretty random. Um, super random. And oh, actually, it's such a funny video. A uh, couple things happened. Like Megan ended up getting a maggot in one of her fruit, and like right off the bat, and it's supposed to be like the oh, easy yeah. part. And then there's a bunch of hot chilies, and we for some reason all decided to eat them, and then just like spraying water hoses in our mouth, and it was just like <laughs> weird. Yeah, it was a weird day, but it was good. We missed <laughs> you on that day. Yeah, dude. Me too. Well, so on that topic, what's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? You think? Uh, I'm assuming you've had bugs. Bugs. Are yeah, bugs. Like I don't, I don't get any kick out of bugs. That's for pure shock value, maybe. Like I yeah. don't care for them at all. Kind of just weird. I'll probably be like bold testicles or something. I don't know. I have to Where'd ask, you like, try that? I Thailand, I think. Or was it? I don't know actually. <laughs> I just yeah. feel like that's what what it was. Um, I'm trying to think when I ate in Bali, that was weird. I don't know. I have to talk to like Parker. I, we're the ones that always go and try the weirdest things together and like test each other. We kind of like egg each other on. So if I've eaten anything weird, it's probably been with him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some weird stuff out there. I ate squirrel in Myanmar. That was not too bad, actually. It's pretty good. What? To be honest, like, I'm okay to try anything that the locals are doing, if it's especially if it's, like, a delicacy or if it's something that's, like, culturally important to them, then, like, yeah, go give it a shot. You learn more about the country by tasting their food, so give it a go. I probably have – I've had horse meat before. I don't think I was a big fan, but, like, yeah. you know, give it a go. I think that's pretty common. I remember my – I had a friend from Russia, and I was, he told me he was eating horse one time, and I was like, you guys eat a horse? He's like – of course. Why yeah. would we not eat horse? Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's just like everywhere in the world you go is so different. And yeah. it's just being open to trying the things that they're eating. Yeah. Um, they'll have a lot of respect for that. Yeah, I think that goes along with anything that you're doing. And when you visit new countries, just open-mindedness. Um, 
trying new things, trying what the locals are doing, getting to know the locals, and you have more of a richer experience every time you visit somewhere new. And that's kind of like the, the ethos or kind of how I travel. It's just like, you know, leave everything behind and just let yourself be engulfed in someone else's culture and get to know it. Yeah. Yeah, and um, so on the travel topic, uh, me and you both have had a lot of conversations about this. Um, kind of just on the topic of, like, ethical travel. Um, so we've talked about Bali before. Um, yeah. We're just all these people. Like, Bali's just super popular right now. So all these people who are from Europe or from the States or Canada, um, just going to not third world countries, but countries where everything is way cheaper and just kind of taking advantage of how cheap it is to live there. And it's not necessarily a bad thing going there and living for cheap. Um, but we've talked about in the past, like, I f feel like there's a, there's a, there's people who are traveling like that should be doing something to like help the country. Um, whether it's like volunteer work or um, yeah, just stuff like that where it's like just, kind of offering some value while you're there just like showing the people in the country that you're going to that you're willing to help out um in any situation like particularly yeah. we were talking about the earthquake that happened on lombok i think it was yeah um last year um what are your thoughts on that like well i mean i agree with you I, I completely agree with you with that saying that like i mean it's, a, it's an insanely popular thing to do i mean I, I'm, we're all guilty of it i traveled to thailand for my first time because it was cheap and um and you could live like a king you live sunny beaches and, and they really take care of you there um but yeah the one thing that kind of bothered me or upset me about going to indonesia and bali especially being the most popular place right now is that after the earthquake happened last September, and there's been several more, like you have thousands and thousands of people that have, you know, not a thousand people that died, but there was like about a thousand people, two thousand people that died from that one, and then more that were injured, more that were displaced from their homes. And it just seems like, you know, the government's doing as much as they can. I, we definitely, look, and I looked into a lot of, we're trying to line up high in life with working with one of the nonprofit organizations, and it just didn't come through. Um, but like, there's always so much room for help. And I was just thinking there's a big gap of people even understanding what's going on. Like, I bet you, you want, if you go to Bali, no one really knows about what's happening in Lombok. Nobody knows about the, you know, the poverty and the destruction from these natural disasters and everything. So it's like, wow, is it up to the government to organize like something that everyone that enters has to pay like a, a like a, a tax of some sort to help benefit or do the travelers need to be more open-minded and maybe put some time aside to volunteer um but i mean it's to speak realistically i don't think everyone's going to bali for vacation i don't know how many people are actually gonna opt in to do volunteer work which is kind of disappointing um because i like to i like to go see both sides of a country i like to see where it's the most fun but also like you know maybe where it's the most where it's the most hurting because that's how you learn more about a country as well so yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure if that's something that's going to ever happen. I hope I hope it is. Um, but it's all just about raising awareness. I mean, I love what's happening with different things like Save the Reef, uh, Reef and, like, how people are getting kind of, like, really waking up about single-use plastics, protecting the ocean, not littering. And I think that's the kind of movement that a country would need to get people to start volunteering or start actually showing some compassion or learning about, like, the, the poverty and, and the disasters that happen in a country. It's all about getting informed. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't hurt to do a quick search about like what's going on in the country that you're visiting. Yeah, really like, like people. beach cleanup, 
anything, any type of volunteer work. And I think also, like, the people who do have a voice, the, the bigger people on social media and the people with a voice um, have such a good opportunity to make those type of things cool. Like, to get people on their vacation, to take time out of their vacation to go in the hot sun all day, picking up plastic on the beach. Like, that yeah. has to become cool. Yeah, and totally. that's kind of what's happening with Save the Reef and yeah. like a lot of those movements on social media right now. Yeah, um, like Colder's video in Africa, um, just stuff like that. I think it's like it, it's just cool that um, people with a voice are starting to use that voice for good. Yeah, um, yeah, and the the trend is going that way more and more. Um, the more and more I see it, but um, yeah, it's just about everyone kind of coming together and doing that. Um, yeah, exactly. And um, Miss US Wonderlust, uh, hey, how's it going? Um, makes a good point. Is actually, it's too bad that like a lot of the volunteer programs I looked into and I watched a couple, like there's some TED Talks on it and everything. I didn't know, but there's like, there's volunteer networks out there that are just doing more harm than good. People sign up for them, think they're doing a great job. It's actually hurting the country more. It's more of a scam. They're just getting money. There's different ways of doing it. So that kind of just like was a bit defeating during my search about how I could help out. So that's not, that's not great. But that's why I loved about, as you said, like about Indonesia and Bali is people are making it cool or trendy to help out. And it sucks that that's what it takes is that, you know, yeah. you've got to post it on your story that you're cleaning up a beach, but beach, but I don't care. Like by any means, if yeah. you can help out the planet, which is essentially going to shit really quickly if you're not if you're not careful about it and we don't make action now is that I'm, I'm fine with that i'm fine about if, if you if you want to get people together on social media and do stuff i think that's amazing i think that should people be like oh he's just doing it because of his story who gives a crap clean up the planet do your best share it make people think sorry zach was calling me um yeah just so yeah, just it doesn't matter if it's on social media or not, just just do it. I, I think what Bali and the people that are living there, especially the expats, have done a great job doing is making that, you know, a well-known thing, that there are weekly beach cleanups. There are people that, like, will, um, you know, if you throw something on the ground, you're going to get, like, heckled at immediately and yelled at. Like, that's the kind of culture you need around, like, saving the environment. I really wanted to actually, and I still yeah. do, what we talked about a while ago, was getting a group of creators together and hosting trips through a nonprofit and we get like, you know, Colder, Lost of Blanc, High in Life, you and a bunch of other people, whoever wants to join, we just do a big ass trip. We do something like massive that really helps out and we all just blast it on social media and create this kind of like landslide of, of, of goodwill and kind of like make it try. I think Colder's done an amazing job with that actually. It's just like um, some yeah. beach cleanup stuff and everyone kind of, it kind of just like, uh, kind of just spirals into this beautiful thing and I, and I love that people do that but it, it takes more than just one post it needs to happen constantly if we can create that culture i'm down with it yeah like i noticed on um amir's uh amir's story so amir zachary is my friend who made this documentary called 50 minutes to save the world yeah if love you guys that. haven't seen it it's amazing um it's just about kind of humans impact on the coral reefs over the last 50 60 years um, but he's all about reposting people like people on Instagram will pick up a bag of trash where they're hiking on the beach, wherever it may be. And he just reposts them little stuff like that is just, yeah. is just cool. And that's a, that's a way that everyone can just get involved and, um, yeah, get part of the movement. Cause it's, it's like, 
It's like the famous meme where it's like a person holding a, a plastic cup and it's like, it's just one plastic cup and they throw it on the ground and it's like said 8 billion people. It's just about like the reverse side of that. It's like, oh, you see a piece of trash on the ground or a piece of plastic on the ground. You're like, nah, I won't have much of an effect if I pick it up. It's like, it's one piece at a time, one small step at a time. Um, and that's how you create change. Yeah. Um, and I was on the other side of that for a while, actually thinking like, you know, what difference am I going to make? But that's the kind of, like, I expected years ago that the government was going to take care of it. If we got a problem with climate change, okay, government will figure it out and we'll lim limit the stuff that businesses will use. But that's not true. That's not happening whatsoever. Yeah. So I realized now I'm actually really trying my hardest to remove all single-use plastics from my household. So, like, beeswax, uh, saran paper, garbage bags I got to figure out because I hate cleaning out the bin. But, like, whatever. <laughs> I can just make everything in my kitchen um, – not like dispose of i'm just gonna be happy about that and then like talk about it and then yeah. teach other people how to do that and if that changes a couple other people's minds uh and a couple other people do that then like that's change and that's great but it starts with one person and it's the same with like same mentality with voting your vote doesn't you don't think it's going to make a difference but it's that is that mentality that is going to stop other people from voting and it's going to make a big shift in what's really important so i've changed my mindset on m what i do really matters and if i can share that with other people then that's that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's cool just to have a platform to share that. Um, yeah, but everyone has a platform, even if you have a tiny, a uh, smaller Instagram, but just your friends following you is like just share, <laughs> just yeah, share that stuff with them. Even and, if you're at your buddy's house and you're cooking or yeah. something, you're hanging out and say, "Why are you rocking red solo cups?" Uh, you know, use glass or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yellow red your window. Solo cups are tricky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You can't put flip but, glass. Um, yeah, that's actually a really good point. Paper cardboard cups. That's what we need to do. Recyclable. Do Start a business. Paper cups for <laughs> college parties. <laughs> actually, though, if they found if they found a cool um, you know alternative to red solar cups, I think that would be incredible. Man, yeah, I, I think I, sell I, it, well. it blows my mind how bad it is because I ordered some takeout the other day. Um, like I just had some Vietnamese food, some pho and a sandwich, and I had a stack of garbage. Part of it was recycled, but this big. My meal was pretty small, but they had separate portions too. And I was like, screw this. Can I swear on this thing? Like, what, I'm allowed to do anything I want? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> People, yeah. Say I was like, really, fuck this. I was embarrassed that like, I basically just filled up my whole recycling bin and part of my garbage from having one meal. And I'm like, how many other times is this happening? And it's bad. So, like, one other thing too is like, if I'm going to a restaurant and I think I'm going to get food taken away, I bring my own containers now. And that's something I think a lot of people are starting to do as well. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it is crazy. And it's not because people have, have like ill will or they're wasteful. It's just what they've always known. Like, this is what your employer is telling you to do. Like, put this in this, put this in this, put this in this. And it just keeps going up and up the ladder. Um, so I think yeah. as it gets more popular, uh, more people are going to start doing that, start being more conscious and, yeah, I mean, the trend is going that direction, which I think is the most important thing. Um, yeah, and I feel bad for businesses, though. Like, as a business owner, I understand that, like, it yeah. costs more money to help the environment. And in, in a capitalistic society or, or just anyone that wants to make save money, it's hard to make that decision. It's just like, I want to help the environment, but I also want my business to prosper. So I think it's hard for some people to make that decision. Um, 
I wish yeah. the government would make it easier. Like, I don't know how they would do it, but like, uh, all I know is I can make change um, for what I'm doing. And that's kind of my, that's my duty. And that's what everyone else's duty is as well. Yeah. Well, cool. So um, if anyone has any questions, like all you guys tuning in, if you guys have any questions, feel free to drop them in the comments down below. We can kind of go over those. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's, uh, yeah, just like, as long as we're heading in the right direction, I'm kind of like, it's weird that it's taken us this long to start making steps in that direction, though. I was thinking about that the other day. Like, why is it taking us a century of just wasting and using and all of this to finally figure it out, you know? Social media. Yeah. Probably <laughs> never saw it before. I've never seen rivers in the Philippines covered in so much garbage. I've never seen so many baby turtles with plastic bags over their head or choking on stuff that shit affects me man and that's yeah. the stuff i don't want to be a part of so like social media has its ups and downs or whatever but like that's one thing that helps it we we learn what's going on in the world a lot quicker than than before yeah yeah absolutely um which is a good effect of it there's definitely a lot of negatives and a lot of negatives that people like to focus on but there is some good to it Yo, we are definitely like I mark my words, me, you and Kenzo and whoever else, high in life squad, we are gonna do an ocean project somewhere. I don't know where. We're gonna figure it out. Hold me Deal. I'm in. Yeah, I know. We just gotta do Name it. Name the time, I'm there. Um <laughs> yeah. Oh, we got a question here. I mean uh, I lived in Nova Scotia for four years, by the way, and I've been to Newfoundland. So um yeah, just mess DM me a question if you have anything about Canada and I'll get back to you. Yeah. I have not been there. The first time I was really in Canada was a few months ago when I came up to visit you guys. I love which that. Was so much fun. <laughs> that video is sick. That's a good story. Yeah. Actually. This guy forgot his passport, and he's coming. This guy's like a this Mr. Danny <laughs> McGee. For people who are tuning in on my page, is a pro traveler in my mind. He makes he has a he has a course about airfare and like how to travel and everything and he forgot his freaking passport and somehow got over the border still so um, yeah yeah anyway all's well that ends well that's totally it was great it added to the story made a great video i was stoked on it. it that was a really good trip yeah dude that was so much fun so a few months ago for those of you listening um i came up to vancouver and you guys all rented this big rv and after I dealt with my passport issues and getting to Vancouver, uh, you guys just picked me up and we just went off. I had no idea where we were going and that was like so much fun for me. It was like so much fun not to plan stuff. And yeah, we dude, man. Awesome spots. Yeah, and we almost didn't make it. Um, yeah, no, that I was, fuck, we were in a really busy time with work. We really shouldn't have gone off and made that video, but you had planned this like a couple months back and I, really wanted to go to this hot spring and just take show you a good time. So you were the reason why we did something dope. And it was fun planning that one. And the guy, Dude, I'm glad there. we made it happen. Yeah. And we were definitely not supposed to take you down that road. We went down and the guy never found out. So that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> so we spent like five, this was a good five hours going like 10 miles an hour down this really bumpy dirt road in an RV. If that maybe slower. Yeah. Yeah. Like you could bear crawl faster than that. It was a good, <laughs> it was, it was a, it was a stressful time. That was a good one though. Totally worth yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that was so much fun. Um, 
Yeah, so what's next for you slash High in Life? Um, do you have any videos or projects you guys are yeah, working yeah. on or planning um, on working on? Yeah, we um, obviously we've slowed down with High in Life. If you guys notice on Instagram and YouTube, we were doing those weekly videos, but it just wasn't it was sustainable, um, especially because we're, we were like have X amount of people hands on deck with the business. We need to focus on things that were really you know, bringing us income, but we're coming up with a pretty big project soon. Um, uh, it's called the origins basically of high in life about how it started from the beginning. And it's mostly narrated by Parker. And it's also a tribute to the guys, uh, and Megan who passed away, uh, last year. Um, and it's a beautiful video. Um, really excited to get that out, but it's been really difficult for the team to produce because, Obviously, we've been touching on a lot of things that uh, are close to our hearts, and um, yeah, it's just it's been difficult to put that together, especially for Josh, who's been editing it. But uh, that's something that I hope everyone's looking forward to. We haven't really talked about it much, but we'll be launching that shortly. And um, I think it was August twenty second, and we're going to Uzbekistan for a conference. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to one of the stands, baby. I don't know, like I've actually I'd never considered going there before, but I'm so excited that we're doing it. Food looks good. Culture looks amazing. People look actually like super awesome people. So we'll be doing that for like five days, just going to a conference and participating in that. Um, I don't know what else went after that. Like we have some other projects. Parker's been writing scripts. We wanted to put some more inspirational um, content as well on the YouTube channel. Um, but yeah, we, we slowed down a bit because like, to be quite frank, um, we've got a big team and everyone's got to eat. And so we're just focusing on before we get going again with High in Life and making like a lot of good video content and stuff we're passionate about, we have to put down a solid foundation for all the other brands that we have, start generating some, you know, some revenue and some income that is kind of like passive. We're setting up a store right now that we're launching, I think, tomorrow. Um, so it's just like it's we're putting in the hard work now and it's going to pay off down the road so we can kind of get back to more of the stuff that we're passionate about, which is traveling. And, and what I'm really passionate about is um, – it's inspiring people, man, just to see the world, broaden your perspectives, uh, change your mind, get out of a sticky situation, get out of a bad relationship, get out of a bad job, just, you know, try something new in your life and choose positivity over anything else and just like live your best life you can. Find your purpose, get out there, like all these things that the guys taught me and changed my life for is what I'm trying to pass out to everyone else through high in life. And that's, uh, that's exactly what uh, we plan to do in the future. Right. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see the video. I'm I'm sure it's been tough for all of you guys putting that together when it's a video that carries so much weight. Um, yeah, I, I can't wait to see it. Yeah. Cool, man. I, uh, I'll let you know when it's out. Um, it was supposed to come out before, but uh, it's just complications, yeah. man. It's hard, man. It's fucking hard to do that stuff, man. It's the yeah. footage. Ugh, the footage, man. It's hard. Yeah. Um, she said she quit her job because of us. Great. I hope it worked out for you. But that's the kind of thing, though. It's like life-changing stuff. Um, the best thing what the guys taught me was like to really find my purpose, which I'm working on right now, and just go with it. And if you watch any of their videos that they narrate, not the vlogs, we're just having fun, whatever, but the ones that they really have written something that they want to speak to you and get you to think about something it's about all about the same thing which is if you're doing anything in your, in your life that you're not passionate about stop doing it 
Who cares about money? I don't, I don't like money doesn't matter. It's about your heart. It's about what you love. It's about smiling every day. It's about happiness. And I think we grow up thinking that money is more important than all these things. So I'm trying to reverse engineer that, that mindset and just really focus on my heart and filling it up and being happy and smiling because I know when I'm working nonstop, like as an entrepreneur, you're pretty much at it seven days a week and I can get depressed. I can get sad, but start doing photography if i go on a two-week trip or something you wouldn't believe the cloud that is lifted off of me you wouldn't believe when i gravitate towards things that i love then i'm passionate about when i start creating again i'm just like damn this is what i love and that's what the guys were talking about for me so i'm trying to find a balance between those two worlds and eventually create something that's really special that um would potentially be my you know future my career down the road yeah well that's exactly what the guys embodied was finding what you love more than anything in the world and just going and doing it and not looking back. Like I told you guys and them, like they were some of the first videos that really got me just absolutely stoked about life. Yeah. Like here are these guys just traveling the world, seeing all these amazing places and just doing it for a living. And like, how can I do that? Like, (laughs) that's exactly what I want. Like, that's what I love doing. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Huge so inspo, man. Yeah. Huge inspo for so many people. Um, and I, I can't, I, I, it worries me actually thinking about who I would have been if I hadn't met them or joined High and Light. It's crazy. I have no idea who I would have been. No idea. Not a clue. Coast Guard? Probably Coast Guard. Yeah. Fuck. Coast Guard was, I don't know who. Like, I don't know which friends I would have. Because of, and I say this about you, Parker, quite a lot. Because of meeting Parker when I worked at this restaurant when I was 19, 20 years old, met the guys, is the entire friend group that I have now, the entire, entire network that I have in Vancouver, is all because of that relationship. And that was also, like, I was going to work at this one restaurant or this other one, and I decided to work at this one that Parker was working at. I'm like, it scares me to think if I worked at this cactus club over here, that who I would have met and who I would have become, because it would not have been the same dude that you see right now. Yeah. Think about that sometimes, the little tiny decisions and random occurrences yeah. totally alter your entire life. It's crazy. crazy. Yeah. Crazy in retrospect. <laughs> you know what's crazy? Um, meeting you, uh, my third day in Bali or whatever, second day in Bali, we, we you just DM'd us. You're talking with Riker or something like that, and we just picked you up on the way in a random car on the way to, like, Bali Water Park or something like this. So you... You know, you took it upon yourself, like, I want to meet these guys, to reach out to them. You got in a random car with us. We had a great day, and we hired you for, like, two weeks to live and work with us. Like, that's – yeah. what if you didn't reach out to us? I mean, like, well, we wouldn't have been friends. That would have sucked. But, uh, like, just kind of, like, that's the kind of steps you need to take in your life if you want to, like, just have amazing experiences, meet amazing people, and, like, really, like, up your game of what you're doing because networking is so clutch in this in this industry or in any industry, really. Yeah, and you can, just off someone's social media profile, you can get a pretty good gauge of who they are, what they're into, what they like doing. Like, like if someone wanted to become a chef, go find 20 chefs on Instagram and just say, what's up? Like, yeah. I love your food, or I love your account, or I love what you're doing. And um, Yeah, it's just a direct line to so many incredible people. 100%. Yeah, dude, that Bali trip was so much fun. I felt you guys were just so welcoming. Like this random <laughs> dude, like you said, who just DM'd you. 
just like I felt like family. So. Well, we actually—I don't know if you ever, we ever told you this, but we we contemplated messing with you pretty hard, like getting weird or like just—I don't know what we were gonna do, but like just like just screwing <laughs> with you for some reason. But I think we like—I yeah. don't know—we got lost or something, and then we kind of just threw it out the window and said, "Ah, we'll just pick them up." But, yeah, Russia told me that. Oh yeah, okay, good, <laughs> good, good, yeah, because that was the plan. <laughs> well, either way, I'm sure we would have ended up hanging out more. <laughs> well, I hope so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, we're almost at an hour. We have like five more minutes before Instagram cuts us off. Um, Does it cut off in an hour? Yeah, we can restart at an hour. But yeah, it just uh, it cuts off at an hour. It's your show, baby, man. I don't have anything after this. I got to eat, but that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I made a, I made else... a grocery list. I'm going shopping after this. Like all these healthy items I have on here. Pickles. <laughs> Pickles. Broccoli. I'm just meal planning. You know me. Always eating. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Always. Well, but man, hey, you got any questions for me, man? Totally. Just drop them down. I'm down for, for whatever. Yeah. Well, I. Th the main question is, when are you going to post your food video? <laughs> um, ASAP. Uh, I got to finish these photos I'm doing uh, this last shoot I did. I actually, um, before I met up with you right here, I went to a coffee shop and took an hour and kind of did some like mind mapping and uh, some other stuff. Uh, and I just kind of were just kind of worked backwards on where I want to be and the steps that I need to take to go from right now to that point. And one of them was like way more time editing, way more research online about what kind of a brand I want to create and um, how I want to create those videos and even like video ideas. So can't give you a date, but I'm actually, I said no to a bunch of partying and drinking this weekend and like, um, a camping trip. So I'm going to spend the weekend working on that. And that's like kind of the step in the right direction for me because it's hard for me to say no to social events and having fun because it's so freaking easy to have fun here in the summertime. Um, yeah, this is a guy named Tyler. Uh, sorry, Tyler was asking a question. I figured I'd, we can answer it. Um, do you find it easier to improve photo video skills while traveling? Um, yes and no. Um, this is my answer. Danny can answer it separately. For me, I'm more inspired on the road because there's more beautiful things I haven't seen before. Therefore, I'm more likely to bring out my camera and actually produce something. I think the biggest thing that holds a lot of people back and held me back a lot when I was first starting was not shooting enough, not taking enough photos, not using my camera enough. Like back home in Vancouver, sometimes it's just like I'm not inspired by something that I've, I've seen growing up. So um that's that's kind of how i'd answer that question however on the other side it's hard to find time to edit and work on your the other side of the craft because you're having fun and there's not much time not much downtime when you're traveling yeah yeah i totally agree like it's 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 easier in the shooting aspect because you're seeing so much weird different stuff that you're constantly just like i want to take a picture of this i want to take a video of this i want to do this i want to do this um, but then when it comes to sitting down and editing in a hostel room while all your homies are out partying, it's so hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, it's, there's positives and negatives. I do love shooting travel though. It's just like, y you feel so awake when you're traveling because everything you're seeing is new to you. Yeah. Um, Sensory overload. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Especially in a place like Asia, Southeast yeah. Asia, everything is different. Like, That's where I'm going, man. I'm going to go there in the fall. Once the weather starts getting a little 
not great here. I'm going to rent a motorbike and go from either Hanoi to Ho Chi Minh or reverse. And then if I have, I've got a wedding in Bali in November, and I think I'm going to be there for my birthday as well. Uh, you should come. Come do something. Let's go. <laughs> I'm going to be in Bali all of November, actually. Oh, okay. Well, I'll see you there then. Yeah. Really? That's sick. Yeah. We're going to be, I'm going to be in Changu probably. Yeah. Yeah. Us too. Um, yeah. Me and Kevin are going to be there. So. Oh, I have no That'd be sick. That'd be good. Yeah. Cruise back in town. I'm not making daily vlogs again, though. Not happening. <laughs> Why? I mean, Josh wants to. Fuck, man. It's just, it was a lot of work. Yeah. Daily vlogging is so challenging. Someone's asking where we'll be back in Bali. Uh, <laughs> November. Yep. See you there. November. And and hopefully you can help me with this, Danny. Is I don't want to stay in Bali. I want to go to Rajampat. I want to see Jakarta. I want to do yeah. volcanoes. I want to do anything like not just. Um, just go to Lombok and check out where the areas that are most like affected and see if we can do anything. Just like spend like three four days there a week, whatever we can do. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, we were we were also talking about uh, Java as well. Um, yeah, yeah. Java. so much cool stuff there I think there's like some crazy amount of islands in Indonesia so yeah if you go to Bali there's more to Bali that, or there's more to Indonesia than just Bali if you can you should try and get off islands as well so yeah dude yeah um, and I'm buying so a one way ticket so I don't know how long I'll be there for nice yeah. <laughs> those are the best 100% you have so much flexibility yeah that's actually um, the best way to go. Well, cool. Yeah, so I actually have to run. But, um, dude, thank you for hopping on. This has been really fun. Uh, really appreciated chatting with you. Yeah, my uh, pleasure. Is there man. any last-second plugs for your food channel or anything you're doing? Uh, you know what? <laughs> I don't know. Just, like, no, not the plugs. Like, check out my page. I love photography. One of my favorite photos I've ever posted is actually Danny's photo. It's the second photo, I think, on my, my page right now. But if you guys like food, I'm going to be launching some cool stuff coming up. Um, but more about, like, whoever you are in the world, whoever's listening, and you're struggling with what you're doing in life, just follow your dreams, follow your passion. Write down on a piece of paper and think about it for as long as it takes. Write down your purpose and move towards that. And don't worry about you know, if you've been in university or in a job that doesn't make any sense to you, just move away from that and start following what your heart says, because that is the freaking purpose of us all being here. And you'll be so much happier when that happens. And that's what I'm moving towards. That's why I feel good every day. And um, yeah, that's all I got to say about that. Awesome. Well, thanks again, dude. And I'll see you in November, it sounds like. I hope we see you before that. But yes, I'll see yeah, you hopefully before Bali. that as well. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, right, for tuning in. Yeah, thank you, guys. Um, see you next time. See you, Justice. Peace out, guys.